Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Unfortunately, you guys, the Phoenix Suns were not able to get it done tonight. They fell to the Miami Heat 113 to 112. This one was really disappointing and really frustrating, but let's dive right in. What are your three points of this game? Well, mine to start is 102 to 89. That's what the Suns were up by with about eight minutes to go in that game. From there, the Heat went on. I think it was a 12-0 run over the next five minutes or so. And at that point, they were down one. and It was a completely different ball game. It just seemed like they weren't stable on the offensive end. They were committing turnovers and they couldn't stop the Heat on the other end. It fell apart on both ends of the floor. And it was the reason that they walked out of there with an L tonight. Uh, mine's 21. That's the points by Dwayne Washington, and we'll get into that in a second. But he, he was outstanding, especially in the first half. Yeah, mine was 22-2. to two. Miami's makes and free throws to the Suns' makes. And it was a 25-4 to four advantage at the line. And that's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many basketball games you play, you're not going to see that happen ever in most cases and it's just unacceptable for multiple reasons it's unacceptable uh which we'll get into 22 fouls on the suns 10 on the heat yeah it's a pretty big discrepancy it's called horse shit is what it's (laughs) called all right it is and we will get into that but tonight we're going to start with gerald's point that 102 to 89 i this was frustrating like i think that's just the best way to describe it it was frustrating the Suns had a good lead. It was fun. It was exciting. They felt It felt like they had found a good groove. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was bad decision-making, bad play, mess up here. And then it was like, what? wait, hold on. Can we rewind for two minutes real quick? Yeah, it, it was tough. And I, I think during that stretch, there was a little bit too much campaign. And, yeah. and he t- to be fair, in his defense, he did hit that one floater that put them up by one again in the final minute of the game. But there were too many of those running one-handed floaters that he does that are tough shots. You could tell the Heat's defensive pressure got to the Suns and they kind of had to revert to some of the other guys. Um, And it is kind of worth wondering in a game like this where Dwayne Washington Jr. had it going in the first half and where Damian Lee was, 
making big plays like he's done for the Suns all season long in the fourth, hitting corner threes, doing the little things, if this might have been an instance where you say, okay, we, we'll pull one of the starters that's not normally a starter and play one of these other guys that's rolling right now. Yeah. Uh, you're way too kind. A little bit too much campaign. <laughs> a hell of a lot too much campaign in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Give me Damian Lee. Give me Dwayne Washington Jr. Either of the two who were on fire uh, at multiple points in that second half, and you go with a guy who was utterly ice cold. He was 4 of 17 and 1 of 6 from, uh, from 3. Mm-hmm. Like, you should not have that guy on the floor, especially when he's known to have irrational confidence even when he's shooting like this and take shots that don't help you win in the end um i mean i i get it but we've never seen Dwayne washington in the clutch mm-hmm. we have no idea what he's all about um i know he had a, a great shooting game but even in the in the in the time in the second half when he that he did get um he was a little sloppy with the ball he had a a really bad turnover straight to basically nobody, just straight to the heat is basically what it was, a wraparound pass that went straight to – there was no sun around, like so I don't even know what he was looking at. So, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I'm not I'm not going to stress about the fact campaign played in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Devin Booker was getting double teamed. They needed somebody else to step up. I don't really care about campaign. The thing that I keep going back to is, is the same two over and over and over again. Mikhail Bridges – and DeAndre Aiden, where are you two at? In the fourth quarter, they needed you a couple times. I, I, I know we're going to get to DA, but Mikhail also needed to step up, and, and he didn't do that either. And so that was just a frustrating end to that game. If you're not comfortable with Dwayne Washington, though, why not Damian Lee, who was four of seven from deep and has hit a game winner for you this season? Oh, Damian Lee sh- for sure oh, yeah. should have been in, for like, sure. I'm not even arguing about that. Like, there is just, there's no excuse to have campaign out there on a night like this in that close of a game when you had two options who had it going tonight they could have played them. I think my biggest problem with that is okay if you're going to stick with the starters that's fine but book literally played the entire second half and I think that if in that fourth quarter you're looking around and the way that he was picking apart the Miami Heat's double teams in that third quarter you could run a point book lineup with Damian Lee in there instead of campaign or with you know Lee and Craig on the floor at the same time but Book was dog tired at that point. So you saw his reaction time on some of those doubles was not as pristine as it was. He needed to get a breather. He played 42 minutes tonight, and they're kind of running him into the ground. I know they're missing Chris Paul. I know they're missing Cam Johnson, and they've been missing Jay Crowder all season. That's three guys that could start for you. But like you've got to find a way to get him breathers. But they weren't even having campaign bring up the ball. So at that mm-hmm. point... You might as well have somebody that can shoot uh, and has been uh, had some rhythm right. tonight if you're going to play him at shooting guard. I don't need to see campaign playing off the ball. Mm-hmm. If he's not helping spell a book from any of the ball handling duties, I don't need to see him out there. Well, and I think that's that's the hard thing to balance as a coach, especially Monty and campaign, that duo, because we've seen this since campaign joined this team. We know that Cam's an emotional player. So Monty's naturally going to want to put campaign in that type mm-hmm. of a situation to continue to build up his confidence, especially if we aren't likely to see Chris Paul in the near future. Who knows when we'll get him back? He's got to be in the starting lineup still. You want his confidence to continue to be high. If Monty pulled campaign there down in, in the clutch and put in Damian Lee, what would that have done to campaign? I'm sure all these questions are going through Monty's head. I'm not saying it was the right call, but I bet you that's more what what was going through his head than anything. Okay, I'm sorry, but if you're that mentally fragile that 
you can't see why you would get pulled out in that situation. The Suns have bigger problems. But we well, know but, that. But, but uh, I mean, okay, I, I'm going to use your point the other night against you kind of a little bit. You know, we, we talked about, you know, what are we doing? And the regular season doesn't really matter as much. Let's get to the playoffs and stuff like that. This is a great opportunity to see if you can rely on campaign down the stretch. Clearly you cannot. So I, what I will be interested to see is as we get to the next game, if Chris Paul's still out and it's a close game, do they make a, a slight modification and try Dwayne Washington at that point? Because you do got to see what you have, right? And and this is the first time they've been in a close game um, since Chris Paul has gone out. Uh, usually Chris Paul would be seeing those minutes. Obviously, when he comes back, he will. Uh, so I, I'm not I'm not stressing about this. Honestly, I, I know everybody's upset about the referees, which rightfully so. The referees were the worst part of this game by a mile. Outside of that, though, this was a fun basketball game, and I thought the Suns were going to dominate and win. Uh, it was it was fantastic, and it's okay. It's okay that it was a close game at the end. Like I wanted to see that. I want to see a close game and them go, you know, tit for tat down the stretch, which they did. And you know, and and honestly, I think if if it hadn't been for Devin Booker being gas fucking tired mm -hmm. um i mean that last shot against jimmy butler told you everything you need to know i know jimmy butler is a great defender and he had his number on that play for sure but still like book was exhausted at that point because nobody else is helping him i'll get i'll give you that with campaign and, and letting him you know see what he can do in the final moments if if we're trying to operate in this regular season doesn't matter but what i can't forgive with monty is not taking a timeout there in that insane scramble uh, at at the end. Take the timeout. Yeah. Let get your offense set. Try to come up with something. Give book other, a breather. Yeah. Other yeah. than other you than know? book having to try to battle, uh, you know, with the, you know, there at the end and hoist up a shot that he had no chance on. Timeout. It's that simple, yeah. Monty. And right. he doesn't do that nearly enough late in games. Right. And and I do think. Because I've seen this on Twitter, I've seen this in the chat a little bit as well. People, you know, saying Monty's not even a good coach or he's a fraud or whatever. They still have the highest win percentage in the NBA since the bubble started. And I know that Chris Paul coming here has played a big part in that, the growth of the young guys. But like, it takes a foundation, it takes a philosophy, and it takes an offensive and defensive system to be consistently in the top five or top ten in offensive and defensive rating. Like, let's not overreact. He made some mistakes tonight, not taking the timeout. I think personally I would have opted for Damian Lee down the stretch there with campaign struggling. But again, there are long-term benefits to trying to stick with pain and coming up short. We've talked about this so often, like this is the season to experiment to see what guys can and can't give you. And if it costs you a win here or there, that's okay. The one thing is you can't let the losses continue to pile up to where it costs you seeding. Yeah, and I don't I don't think Monty's a bad coach, but right. if we expect players to show growth. Mm -hmm. I want to see Monty to show growth mm -hmm. in these kind of situations because this timeout stuff and, and clock management down the stretch has been something we've brought up in the past. He's just not a guy that takes a lot of timeouts in those situations when sometimes I think they could be immensely beneficial. I mean, even just to catch a breath for a second mm -hmm. or to calm your emotions, yeah. all that kind of stuff really plays into it. We do have a super chat from Michael. Michael, thank you for your super chat. Said Mikel and Aiton want nothing to do in high pressure moments. Both hide when it matters. We're going to get to DA. So I'm not <laughs> going to say anything about that at the moment. Uh, Mikel, listen, uh, when the when the Heat went on that run, 
and the crowd got really into it. Uh, the the players when the when the crowd is as frantic as they are, players feel like they can get away with a little bit more because everything is kind of helter skelter, even for the refs. Mm. And I think that that just got that that just threw Mikhail off completely. Um, he was going too fast for himself when he would get the ball. He wasn't really looking for opportunities to score. They everybody everybody on the court seemed like they were deferring to book. And that's not a good thing when you know as soon as Book touches the ball, he's going to get double teamed. Like, but again, this is part of those growing pains. You used to you, you used to have to do it with Chris Paul. Chris Paul was the one that kind of saved uh, things for you um, when Devin Booker wasn't. Now he's out. Somebody else has to step in. I think tonight, honestly, was one of those moments that I think Mikel might look back and be like, "Okay, yeah, I learned a lot from that game. Like, and I learned." to not defer as much as I did in that fourth quarter. And I will say in in defense of, of Mikhail and DA, like Mikhail checked in for the last five minutes, basically. So he wasn't out there for a lot of the run where things started to go wrong. He did have that one play where he had that bad turnover that we thought he got fouled, and it just turned out that he bobbled the ball. Um, and DA entered at about the seven-minute mark. So same thing with him. He was dealing with the eye thing. He got poked in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Maybe that factored in, I don't know, but you're right. Like Those are two guys that if they're throwing double teams at book and if he's dog-tired because he's played literally the entire second half, those are your two other franchise pillars that are out there with Chris Paul out. You need them to make plays. You need them to do more than what we saw, and both of them had bad turnovers in the fourth there. Yeah. I don't I, – I, the thing that I will go back to Monty is in the third quarter when they were starting to pull away a little bit, when they started to get – you know, uh, you know, a nice little run, and the guys were all cooking. That's the time to pull book book out and give him a few minutes. You know, because you know you're going to need him in that fourth, mm-hmm. especially without Chris Paul. But you know, uh, they, he didn't. And you know, this team. Listen, like I, I get it. People are upset about the refs, and yeah, the refs had a huge deal to do with this. There was calls on one end that were not the same on the other. Like, and it was complete bullshit. You know what I mean? But. You know, I could talk about the refs all fucking night. Well, let's do it. So, Michael, we'll get to the DeAndre and part of that question here in just a little bit. But Juan said, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The refs fix this game. I don't know that I'd go as far as to say they fix the game. Juan is extremely pissed off right now. But I don't blame you for being upset because, again, this is just kind of a frustrating thing that part of it is on the Suns. But I think tonight you can say part of it is on the officiating as well. Yeah, look, I'm right there with you, Juan. And I said in pregame, two things were going to determine this game. The rebounding battle, the Suns won that 45-42. to And free throws. They got jack-stomped in that case, 25-4 to in attempts, and 22-2 to in May, in, in points off of free throws tonight. This is a ref problem. The NBA has a referee issue in the way they call games. And I understand that the Suns don't, traditionally at least this season draw the contact in a lot a lot of situations to get the fouls but this is completely egregious the suns had three free throw attempts till late in the fourth when devin mm-hmm. booker got that end one three mm-hmm. in almost four quarters of basketball that is not possible it just mathematically not possible to only be fouled and get three free throws in almost an entire basketball game. There is a problem here. Now, I'm not saying that this is rigged. 
because that's ridiculous. Uh, I just think some of these refs are really fucking bad at their jobs. Yeah. And and I can't wait for the last two-minute report where we find out there were four things that they missed that would have swung <laughs> this game for the Suns oh, for the man. third time this year. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but do your damn job and do it well. We expect the players to go out there and perform to the best of their abilities. How about the damn refs? Go out there and call a correct game. Call a fair game. Even two or three more free throws in this game swing this in the Suns' favor. It's asinine to me. Right, and it's one of those things that we had brought up before the Suns had went on their run and before the Heat had gone on their run. Because I hate to play the referee game or it was fixed or anything like that, but when you they tied their second fewest free throw attempts in franchise history in 54 years as a franchise that's insane. tonight like that and that's a said it that's a that's an aberration it's something that doesn't happen often but it seems like the suns are more often than not on the other side of that they need to either find a way to stop pissing off the refs i don't know if part of it is that refs just don't like how much Booker and guys yell at the officials for calls. I don't know if it's that they need to create better contact. We've talked about DA needing to do that, but they've got to find a way to even that discrepancy because if that continues on a night-to-night basis, you're not going to win many basketball games. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but this isn't about drawing contact mm. tonight at all. This, not tonight. No, this is about just bad, bad job, a uh, bad, bad job by the refs. There's no... There's no way of putting this at the feet of the Suns tonight, and I don't think the Suns complain that much. The whole I, league whines. That's this generation of NBA player. Mm-hmm. Is everything is whining? Well, Everything's complaining every call. You know, I don't think that the Suns do it particularly that much more than anybody else to where you would see these kind of discrepancies in calls. Honestly, I I didn't even feel like. Booker really complained that much tonight. I felt like, no. you know, every now and then, you know, he would say something, but not as egregious as he has been before in the past. I thought, honestly, I thought the Suns as a whole probably could have argued a little bit more and complained a little bit more about some of the calls that they were getting against them. Um, you know, again, like Bam gets called for, or a DA call, gets called for a foul on one end, and then the very same play on the other end, mm. Bam doesn't get the same call against um, uh, I think DA or maybe even Mikhail. And I'm like, where's where's the consistency in this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing that really irritates me. I don't really care about the foul calls. One thing about being a referee, you will always hear that no matter what. I heard it in fucking elementary school games when I was a referee. Oh my God, it's 10 to one. I'm like, <laughs> well, your team sucks and they keep fucking reaching and these dudes keep blowing around them. That's why I got to blow the whistle because these dudes are playing fucking flag football or tackle football. Out here. Like it's definitely going one way in this game. I didn't feel like that, especially when you're talking about a team like the Miami Heat who have a reputation for being as physical as they are, you just know you're going to have to keep an eye on that. And they just didn't do that. They just The refs just completely missed a lot of calls out there, and that's just that's just tragic. I, I love that Ref Saul was dropping truth bombs on the moms on the sidelines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Your kid is trash. It's Your always, team sucks. It's, Shut up. Yeah, I, always, I always like to say Jim and Karen. Because I never like to single out a, a, a you know a, a specific person, right. but Jim and Karen, I swear, if they ever said anything was other than a, anything but a travel, fuck those two, because that's all they say. <laughs> oh, he just traveled. I'm like, you have the ball. Shut up. 
I all I'm going to say is tonight, like we've we've had moments throughout the season so far where people have brought up the officiating where we've brought up the officiating. I don't think I've had more audible frustrations from the four of us in a game that I've heard all season more than tonight. Well, it, it's kind of what Saul was saying about the consistency. There was that one play where Tory Craig got an offensive rebound and went up for a second one, couldn't quite get his hand on it. And it was because Kyle Lowry kind of like bumped him while he was in midair. Didn't take his legs out, but pushed, pushed him enough. forcibly to the side there. Then on the exact same, Devin on, Booker. on that yep. very play, Devin Booker gets a foul for doing the exact same thing to Bam Adebayo. And not even as Adebayo egregious. loses his shit, like hits the ground, falls yeah, like he just, like he just got, got shot. shot. Yeah, And that's a foul. Like that's the consistency. And that might be, again, I hate to say it, but like the Suns might need to start exaggerating contact if they want calls. Because Start flop. Bring <laughs> Manu Ginobili in as a special assistant coach <laughs> oh, God. to teach him freaking flopping at this point. That's how you know he's That's, upset. Yeah, like, he wants to bring in Manu Ginobili. Yikes. I mean, well, but... Okay, if it's bad refereeing on both sides, fine. They suck at their job. Yeah, that's, that's but when acceptable. it's not consistent, that's that's infuriating in so many ways. Right. And most nights, the refs don't swing the game, right? Mm. But tonight, literally, two free throws is the difference in this game if they get to the line and make two more of them. Right, and that's the, the tough part is, like, it, it came before that run. Like, the run itself was not a, a free throw fest or anything like that. But the damage had already been done. It had kept the heat within striking distance, everything leading up to that run. Can, and also the chat's talking about, oh, the NBA's rigged. There is no benefit <laughs> to the NBA to screw the Phoenix Suns for 54 straight years. It's not a rigged business. It's just people really bad at their job. <laughs> Like, what, what benefit does it have to stick it to us for 54 years? Zero. I have no <laughs> Zero idea. Zero benefit. <laughs> uh, we do have a super chat from Code. Code, thank you for your super chat. Said, why are we blaming the refs? This is a personal problem with players being afraid of contact. When we had Rubio, Ubre, and Baines, we lived at the free throw line. Yeah, and we won 30-something games. <laughs> Whoopity-doo! Code, thank you for the super chat, though. <laughs> we do appreciate you, that. Uh, well, listen. I think the point that's being are, made is not that he wants those players back. They, I know. Just the, the but my point is they, they, drew, they drew contact, and they won 30-something games. I'll take this side of it if I have to, but today was horse crap. Yeah. All right? L listen, like I, I, the refs are part of the game. You got to deal with it. The Suns also had other opportunities to win this game. Um, I I honestly felt like it was those stupid-ass Dwayne Dedman um, fucking threes, those back-to-back -back threes that kind of spurred the heat onto the run that they had. It was what spurred them uh, to to their run, and, and that's kind of how everything started falling apart a little bit. But again, the Suns haven't really been in this position outside of, I think, what, Portland. That was a close game. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, and, you know, it's... It happens. You'll get through it. And I can much I'd much rather swallow this game than what I saw the other day against the Orlando Magic, oh, because at yeah. least I feel like they were this one was they, they were competitive. They had great competitive effort on both ends of the court. They got hosed by the refs um, and they'll learn from it and they'll move on. Uh, can we scroll up here a second? Uh, Mannery Nolan says small market. That's why Espo. Phoenix isn't a small market. <laughs> They're not. They're By not. no measure is Phoenix a small market, except in mindset. That's the only <laughs> place they're a small market. Yeah, I mean that's. Well, he, he's got. A, he's. 
I understand we're not a small market, but we are viewed as one and television and rights wise, we're not because Robert Sarver was a cheap son of a bitch for 18 (laughs) years and spent like a small market franchise. Maybe, but we're still not the Warriors or the Knicks or the Celtics. We're like the eighth. What are we like? The eighth largest, seventh largest television market in In the the country. country, Yeah, 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 but but if you're not. I feel like when these people are saying small market, they're not talking about literal TV market. They're talking about the rank of where you are as far as NBA teams go. They are, I would argue, a top eight NBA franchise. They are a top eight NBA franchise. You think so? They're the yes. best if you take especially, rings out of it. Especially when you take the future former, <laughs> uh, the disgraced future former owner right. out of it. This is a top eight market in the NBA. But you know, I there's a know. huge fall off between like the top five and everybody yeah, else. But we're not that. fucking Sacramento and Indiana. No, no. this is not no, small market. No, we're not. We're not that. This is but we're also okay. not at the top. Okay, big market: L.A., New York. We're middle ben market. Phoenix is in that next team. Okay, fine. I'll take that. They're not in the Boston. They're not in the Golden State. They're <laughs> they not in are. the. I don't, I don't think the they thing. are. If, if you take out the ten years of losing, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know that's a big. <laughs> thing. We erase a whole on. decade. Oh but my! When no, we were but, top ten in free throws, <laughs> but right now the last three years they've been a top team in the NBA. Yes. That's three and years. And the franchise history before that. The other 30-some-odd years, they were one of the top teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're not small market. And if they are below Golden State and, and the likes there, Boston, it's not by that much. As this well, is not a small market team. We're not, Only in mindset. From a TV people. perspective, <laughs> I understand what you guys are saying. Phoenix is not a small market. The way that that is worded makes it seem like that's what they're talking about. But I don't think that's what they actually are talking about. I think that's us being in the know of like how those metrics work. But we are not a top NBA team in the league. Top eight. And I will go to my grave. I, (laughs) I, man, we are, we are just the banner. The start of this season has really just changed everything. I I don't understand it. I, I, I literally clamored for Landry Shamit to do well one game. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Um, I, you're mad at DA. I'm mad at DA Mm -hmm. and damn it. I agree with Espo. Oh, like, wow. thank you. What is I happening? Do. I do. We're not a small market team. No, the only, I don't I think like, we're a small market team, but we are not a top market mid. team either. I, we're I, mid. No, we're mid team. Team. I don't believe that either. We because are. when Colangelo was here, we were a destination. And then we had this fuck up coming and it kind of ruined the whole vibes. Now we're going to get rid of him and hopefully we'll get somebody else to come in here and kind of recoup what Colangelo built in the first place. I'm agreeing with Espo. The vibes are immaculate, people. Yes. Oh no! But top tier Phoenix, baby. In our hearts, yes. In our hearts, they're number freaking one in the league. I'm gonna say this, Lindsey Gerald, you're mid tonight. All right. Oh, wow. That's wow. fair. I wow. feel like I can't see out of one eye like But I just, I don't know. Maybe okay. Listen, Man, I've had a maybe lot of OGs this year. Maybe tomorrow we should do a rank and file of top teams based on like how we perceive fandom for Ooh. those teams. Man, do we need to do that? We might have to. We now. might have to. I don't know. Oh, it's on. Oh man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, okay. the thing before things get too out of control, <laughs> let's take a break to talk about more furniture because these chairs are mighty comfy. Mm-hmm. I Loki, they'll comfort your soul. Almost fell Not asleep mine. in the loungers we have in our viewing area of the office to watch all the games because. 
Those recliners are so comfortable, you guys. They literally, it's like a foot recliner, the back recliner, and then the headrest. You can scoot that forward if you need to. Mm -hmm. They've got a little um, tray that's built in for your computer or your whatever, if you're eating dinner, all that kind of stuff. More furniture has some really dope things. Let's mm -hmm. just say it. Top tier furniture. Top tier furniture. Uh, there, there Definitely no not made. There ain't no place Sorry. in in in, in <laughs> you know in New York or L.A. or San Francisco that's better than this. More furniture is top tier. This is big market furniture. This is what you're agreeing with. <laughs> I might change. I might. I might. I might reconvert. Too late. You already said it. And if you guys want to spruce up your home during More Furniture's fall sale, you can check them out at morefurniture.com. Plus, right now, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. You know why Espo is the host of our fantasy show? Because he lives in fantasy land. Damn! By playing fantasy sports <laughs> is by downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. It's a heck of a lot of fun. You can watch the fantasy show with Espo and all of the co-hosts over there. And he will make all your dreams come true. Yes, my, exactly. My fantasy is now Lindsay disappearing. So. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Shots fired Easy back for Thanos. <laughs> I'm here for this. Let's go. Damn, it didn't work. Thanos is on my team. That's because you didn't like Thanos originally. I did. Anyway, we dropped the link in the chat. It's also in the description of the show. Sign up using the promo code PHNX and Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX to get in on the action today. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about DeAndre and now? Sure. Small market center. No, get, back to, <laughs> get back to the second half of Michael's super chat earlier. Uh, do you feel like DA is afraid of contact? Do you feel like at, in these kind of clutch time moments, DA disappears often? Or is this just something that I, was like tonight wasn't the night? Um, again, I, I just, you know, in the first half, I got a little frustrated. But then he started to play strong. And he played really strong until he got poked in the eye, mm. um, came out of the game. And when he came back in, he, was, he wasn't the same guy that, that left in the first place. I don't know what happened. Maybe he got a little bit more timid. Um, but again... You have got to demand the ball. You got to. You know that the team is frazzled. You know that everything is kind of helter-skelter out there. And Book is doing his damnedest to try and get, you know, the, the ball out of his hands, out of double teams. And everybody's just kind of looking for that guy to help out. That was a perfect opportunity for DA to, to be able to step up, take the ball. And in addition to that, there was a couple times where he got the rebound and he didn't even look at the basket. Mm. Didn't even look. He just automatically passed it out. Bro, you got the rebound with five seconds left to go in the game and still threw it out. You were right there by the basket. You're down by one. What the fuck are you doing? Jesus. I'm trying to go to bat for you, guy. And every time I do, you just turn around and punch me right in the nads. And I'm kind of tired that, of it. Is that why oh, you were man. talking so loud? Oh, my gosh, man. Oh, man. You hit that high note pretty well. He was right there at the basket. I will take the other road, which again we're reversing roles this season. Apparently, Look at us, you guys. Uh, the turns table. I will say the fourth quarter he didn't really do much. He had a, uh, one or two offensive rebounds, and like you said, there was that one where he could have pump faked, kind of gone up, yeah. put something up, drew some contact. He didn't. He wasn't the same when he came back in after getting poked in the eye. Up till that point, that third quarter was huge, and it was part yeah. of what helped the Suns yeah. 
create yeah. separation. I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from is he'll have spurts even within games, within seasons, where he will just look dominant. And we were talking about how when he crashes the offensive glass like he was, mm-hmm. that's a good sign of his engagement. It's a good sign that like he is locked in. I think, what was it, seven of his rebounds? Eight of his 12 rebounds tonight were offensive rebounds. Yep. He only had four defensive rebounds, but because he was attacking that offensive glass, him and Torrey Craig, the Suns were able to keep things alive. But then you go to the fourth quarter, and those offensive rebounds don't lead to much. He has that one bad pass that was a turnover. Like They just need him to be better in those kind of key moments. We got one phrase for people like that. Mm-hmm. He ain't about that life. <laughs> he ain't about that life. But you bring up, okay, he, he was good on the offensive glass, which mm-hmm. he, he traditionally has been. Mm-hmm. But where's the defensive rebounds, too? Like, that's, that's a fair question. Which is, which is an important thing, apparently, Saul is so broken up that he has to. Hey, asshole, when you're off, when I'm off camera, <laughs> let, me, let me do what the fuck I want to do. <laughs> I didn't realize we were on that camera. Sorry. Oh my Anyways, God. but DA, you know, not hitting those. <laughs> you didn't even get me one. Jeez. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. DA, DA, not getting those uh, those offensive or those defensive rebounds. Mm. Plus, I'm sorry. You get poked in the eye, and it looked fairly serious, at least enough to get examined for a while on the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to affect your play when you come Listen, back. Yeah. All I'm saying is my contacts are really dry right now, and I'm having a hard time reading the comments, and it's throwing my game off. So imagine getting poked in the eye that hard. I feel like it would be hard to come back completely from that. Espo ruined the TV magic. I didn't even know what camera he was on. I forgot we had two cameras. I was like completely off screen. I was like, I'm going to grab a beer for our four four peaks read. I'm so distracted. The one over here. Shiny thing. So DA. So DA. And eye poking. He did play 34 minutes tonight, which and that was with the iPad. So eight more minutes than the last time. Right. About. So we're, we're moving in the right direction. We just need to see a little more production in the fourth because that third quarter, that was exactly what we've been waiting to see mm-hmm. for the last couple games. Now we need some consistency. We need it to carry over. Um, and, and it's tough that it came in a loss because if the Suns had just done what they normally do, we wouldn't be talking about DA's fourth quarter production. But because they blew that lead, because they lost yeah. – that's why we're talking about this. Yeah. And he start he he before that fourth quarter, there were moments of this game where it was like, okay, DA, yes, this is what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In that third quarter, something happened. I don't know if the the heat were chirping or whatever, but DA got a couple rebounds, he got a couple putbacks, got a couple dunks, and he started talking some shit back to the Miami Heat. And he was feeling himself. And that, that's, I mean, we all sat here and I was like, there it is. There's that guy that we've been waiting to show up. And then the very next play, poke in the eye, and then he disappeared and gone. Like, like he never even existed. How much is this is mental? It's I'm, all mental. I mean, I mean at you this see point, him get fired up and then it disappears. You heard it on the broadcast. It was clear as day. DA dropping an F-bomb. Yeah. Everybody heard it. So there is there is there's aggression there. There is emotion there. So maybe on the flip side, yeah, if something happens, even something as simple as rolling your ankle or a poke in the eye, like and I'm not saying that those are minuscule things, like they can absolutely <laughs> affect you for sure. Mm. But that type of stuff, maybe it does have a bigger effect on him mentally than we all think it does. Do, do they need an assistant on the sideline that just insults him and then like 
slaps him in the face oh, before be, he goes out. I'd be out. more than happy to do like, that. I, mean, I, I will sit right so behind like, the son's I'll bench. Sign up. I, I will sit right behind the bench and be like, you ain't shit. I bet you won't. I bet you won't do that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if he likes negative reinforcement. That might just so. make it worse. I think he's a positive yeah. reinforcement. Well, we, gave like him a we gave him like 140 million reasons of positive reinforcement, and that's not working. Saul and I have coddled him for four straight we years. We just had this conversation last week. His love language tank is empty. He yes. needs words of affirmation. Bro, I've been giving him words of affirmation for four years. What else we, do I need to do? You know what we need on this show? Every <sighs> post game, we need the DA uh, love language tank meter. No. Where is he? Closer to empty, closer to full. How are we feeling? Can we make that for next show? Oh, Emma, yeah, for Emma sure. says yes. We got to get, get we got we got to make five of the love languages <laughs> for him. Because that's how this goes. I'm going to hate this graphic. Yes, so yeah, right. like, right. I don't want to be oh, here for this. Gerald, you have no idea what's about to come your way when we welcome to Girth oh, again man. down the road. It's our version of advanced analytics. All those right? are those <laughs> analytics I don't like. Oh, no. <laughs> we saw a couple man. of those today, and Gerald was like, let's, no. Yeah. <laughs> not bridge too <laughs> we do have a super chat from trevor trevor thank you for your super chat said man someone needs to help book he can't do it alone seems like mikel and diego missing when the games get close like they're scared to score i i just you know i think when you when you get into these battles in this you know in this fourth quarter it's it's a lot different when you're just a role player in those battles and i think this is the first time that we're seeing this Suns team in these battles minus Chris Paul. Mm. And that's a different kind of animal because you're not, you're not expected to be the person that the team has to rely on. And it takes some time for these two guys and Cam Johnson, when he comes back um, to develop that confidence, that stability, um, you know, understanding not to panic in the moment, just settle down, just go through your, your game and your emotions and, and you'll be fine. But it takes a little bit of time, even in your fourth year, if you've never had to be the man, then you don't know what being the man is all about. Mm-hmm. And in this, uh, in this case, um, Devin Booker is obviously that dude, but he needs some help. Usually it's Chris Paul, DA and Mikhail have to step up. And I think they'll learn a lot from this game. I really do. Hey, Lindsay, can I read the other super chat? Oh, yeah. If you want to, you absolutely All right. can. Our friend Icon says, ranked by television market, we are 11, small. I'm going to fact check this a little bit. Ooh. Because Espo knows how to use the Google. Oh, <laughs> no. And the Google tells me that there's 210 television markets in the United States. Which means, which means number 11, eight small. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, there's 30 math, NBA teams. Gerald, there's math, 30 your NBA best friend. Teams. It's not small. I'm not going to say it's small, but 11 out of 30 is not Gerald, big. it's top. It's not even top it's 10. It's in the top third of the league. Okay, Gerald, listen. That's not math. He just said. <laughs> 10 out of 30 is not top 10. He just said I'm not going to say it's small, but I'm also going to say it's not big. <laughs> Dear God, you guys! Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change back to what Thank he God was. Thank God, this saying. is not a math podcast. I'm gonna go back to what Saul was saying because we he, all suck. I don't. <laughs> I know you disagree. Fucking fractions. <laughs> you disagreed with 11 out of 210 uh, not being small. Because there's 30 <laughs> the NBA teams. There's not 210. I know how to do math. Oh my I'm God. sorry. I was one off of it being top third. I apologize. That's how the math works. But look, going back to what Saul said, I think 
because this was such a heated game and they lost the way that they did, we're kind of spouting off the takes. But like, we need to take a step back and remember, this is a game without Chris Paul, without Cam Johnson, with Jay Crowder sitting at home. And yes, we can say that DA didn't show up in the fourth quarter. But like, there's a difference between saying he's soft or he's garbage or he's not good and saying he was good. We wanted him to be great tonight. And the Suns needed him to be great with so many guys out. And I think that's my bigger takeaway is he had a really good stretch. You wanted to see that in the fourth quarter. You wanted to see Mikhail Bridges do anything. I don't think Bridges or Aiton scored in the fourth quarter. You're not going to win a lot of games, especially with Paul and Cam Johnson out when two of your top three guys don't score in the fourth quarter. Jared, I got some more mathematician for you. Oh, oh boy. Seven of the top this is, 30 this TV is, markets, uh-huh. not in the NBA. So top third, buddy boy. <laughs> this is your fault. This is your fault. This is your fault. You this and Lindsay, this fault. is your fault. I you, guys wanted, you guys wanted Espo and I to do more analytics. <laughs> and now you, what that is. You've opened up the can of worms, and now no, it's never going to be closed. Dude, man. Wait, so are you saying they're a top 10 NBA market? You cannot Are they a top 10? NBA yes, there's seven okay. in the top 30 television markets. Seven aren't in the NBA. Wait, but of the NBA markets, if you had to rank just NBA markets, where do they rank among We're gonna, NBA listen, markets? Listen, let's stop this conversation <laughs> right now. We can continue this more tomorrow. We can literally look up the numbers and we will list it out. We'll put it on a doggone graphic. So everyone can see it, and then we'll talk it's about not it tomorrow. matter because no, there's still a the, giant gap. I am aware. We're going to figure it out tomorrow. We're going to put a pin in this one. We're going to move on. Juan saw the show, show the other day. He said, Saul, shoot some water into Espo's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put a pin in this one oh, for a man. hot second. Because I'm tired of being negative. I want to move over to some positivity in this game. Are we taking OGs? No, we're going to talk about Dwayne Washington Jr. Because he had that new dad, new haircut energy tonight. And we actually got to see Dwayne Washington Jr. in the first quarter, you guys. We did. did. I was shocked when Monty played him in this game. It was Stop it. I should damn it. Oops. Oh I thought God. I didn't recognize him. He had shorter hair. Oh, I thought it killed said, the You game. know what he did was he was like, AD. He met Dario. Oh, but no. but then Dwayne got up. He was like, oh shit. Well, all right, fuck it. Well, it worked out well for everyone because he came in and he played really well. Mm-hmm. He uh finished tonight with 21 points. And he was five of eight from deep. Like, I loved what we saw from Dwayne Washington Jr. tonight. I mean, I absolutely been, loved it. We've been saying, yeah, you got to do. <laughs> Listen, Monty, this is, again, when we talk about regular season games, mm-hmm. how much do they matter? How much do they not matter? These are the times where you have to, you have to try. You have to experiment. These are the things that you got to try. You got to throw D-Wash out there for more than just two minutes at the end of the game to see what he's yes. got. They did that tonight, and oh, he has 21 points. Like, and he's the he was probably the best shooter tonight on the floor. Like, you have to play these guys. I think the biggest egregious error that Monty had last year was not playing Aaron Holiday as much as I thought he should have. Because when you got to that playoff series, I know he wouldn't have made all the difference, but damn, he might have made a little bit of a difference. And sometimes you just never know who's gonna give you that spark. Right now is the time to try that. And I think Monty hopefully is learning his lesson on that, especially when you don't have two of your key players. You might as well just experiment a little bit here and there. Also, I don't know why Dario didn't play at all, but that's a side note. He's being traded. Every time he doesn't play, I'm going to default. That's all there is to it. That's all it is. Uh, Put 
put Dwayne Washington Jr. into my veins. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The guy is instant offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight, you know, he was hitting <clears throat> everything from deep. He was five of eight. If you even get a flash of that, he should be a guy that's playing in that bench rotation. And, you know, if if it's not in the cards to play him at point guard, play him at shooting guard if you have to. Just get him out there yeah. on the floor to see if he can replicate this kind of production. It doesn't have to be 21 points, but if you can get two, three, three-pointers out of him on, you know, five, six attempts, you know, or seven attempts, whatever the case may be, you got to try that. This bench needs a needs to be jump started, and I think a guy like Dwayne Washington Jr. very much could provide that spark. Yeah, he and he definitely did. Like he had those sixteen first half points. He gave us the great finger gun celebration. Yeah. Like he he was yeah. a fun part of what they were doing early. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was it was fun to watch. Don't and zoom in on that. Emma. No, don't <laughs> don't. I almost made Espo spew into the mic. Um, <laughs> Oh, tonight is a mess. <laughs> but look, and I will say, because someone brought up like, okay, we want Dwayne Washington to play. Why didn't some of us want to trade for Jordan Clarkson? Well, until this season, Jordan Clarkson wasn't as good a three-point shooter as Dwayne. He's shooting the ball really well. Clarkson is to start the year. But like Washington's a more proven shooter. So that would be why. But Also, we you don't need have to that. give anything up for Dwayne. Right. And you need that with, if you're going with some of those point book lineups when campaign's not playing well, when Chris Paul is out. Like Dwayne Washington was a great release valve for book when those double teams came. So it was that's kind of why I was a little bummed we didn't see him in that fourth quarter because if you're giving the ball to campaign, he's usually pump faking, driving, and putting up a floater. With Dwayne Washington, he's just gonna launch that three. And whether it's a good three or not, he is a good three point shooter. So it would have been nice if that kind of back breaking <clears throat> play had been there. I will say this. Um, you know, we talked about the bench, we talked about the roles that players have. I think it's all but locked away that Dwayne Washington should be the third guard coming off, uh, coming off the bench or second guard coming off the bench. It should be campaign when Chris Paul comes back. It should be campaign, and it should be Dwayne Washington. Yes, he's already hopped Landry Shaman. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, Shamit for you, but let's ask Gerald, the man that knows. Well, I would say Shamit. <laughs> like you can play them both. Like, and maybe defensively, Dwayne isn't the best in that regard. He's a little undersized, but like Shamit defends well, and that way you can play Shamit off the ball. We could stop with this charade that Shamit is like somehow a backup point guard in spots because, like, he's he play made at Wichita State, and they always bring that up. But like in the NBA, that has not been his role. So like, well, you could get you him could argue they technically have no real backup point guard. Oh, right, true. He, as long as Chris Paul is out, they don't because it's well, he, campaign I, and, and I think Dwayne. campaign's more is, still is better off the ball trying to score, be a scorer yeah. because you know he's not the guy that's trying to set up people. He can he can play make like we saw it last year during that fifteen game stretch he averaged double digit assists but like yeah playmaking is not his go to thing um, and Dwayne and Landry they're def- Landry's better as a secondary creator Dwayne is he's a score first guard tried and true so like they don't really have a lot of stability in that playmaking department yeah. outside of it they need it to be a team based thing where they're moving the ball. All I know is I'm just glad that we got to see Dwayne, and I'm really hopeful that we get to see more Dwayne this year than than that Monty doesn't pull another Aaron Holiday on Hopefully. him. Because that does you no good. No. There is quite literally no positive, no benefit to your team whatsoever by not ever giving somebody on your team a single chance. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. And if we're in the business of 
trying things out this year mm. and taking some L's in the name of testing things out, mm. then we better see some Dwayne Washington Jr. We better yeah. test it out. But either way, Dwayne Washington <laughs> Jr. A transition to something else. Like, where are we going with this? Oh. I'm just talking. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Saul's not used to it. I was. I, I was. Well, there's, you want to transition? Dwayne Washington Jr. is your draft king, king of the game. Yeah. <laughs> he, deserved, he, deserved, he deserved better than that. He did, but you killed it. Congratulations, Dwayne Washington Jr. You are a draft king, king of the game. He finished tonight with 21 points, four assists, Ooh. eight of 14 from the field, and five of eight from I, deep. I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, can we pull that back up, Emma? What? Don't do oh, it. Oh, he's gonna, gonna go there. Do it, he's gonna go there. Don't uh, do it. I, it's it's a little rough right now. You know, it's a little rough. You know, like you gotta go the whole length of the head. You know, and uh, this is just a forehead crown. So she put a it's tiara like a visor. on him. It's, yeah, all it's, right. it's basically yeah, it's a tiara basically. It's like a okay. visor. It's a visor. It's a visor crown. It's a visor crown. Tonight's game only deserved a tiara. All right. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like the Burger King crown. Burger Remember those? Crown. Don't, yeah. Don't you, you rip on the Burger King. <laughs> Is that the slogan for Burger King? Have I don't know. You have can't it have way? it your way. Yeah. Tonight you can't. All right. Mm. But you can have a lot of fun on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Who who hit tonight? I hit. Did you hit yours? I hit. Espo? I came close, but I missed by like 30 so seconds. So, no, he did not hit. No, not 30 hit. seconds. Gerald, I'm pretty sure you hit. I'm guessing I hit, yeah. Yeah. I think Jay Crowder was definitely watching. Again. We'll have to check his Instagram. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't mention this enough. Next game, whatever the point spread is for the first half for the Suns, always take the over. Take the over. Mm. If they say it's 50-something, 55-something, take the over. They haven't scored less than 60 points this whole season. I just checked Jay Crowder's Instagram. There's black and white video of him watching Suns. Uh, You're such Suns a liar. Heavy, rubbing his hands. You're such a liar. I still prepare. Anytime. <laughs> what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking a peach ale. Yeah. That's what you got a peach ale too. Yeah, Emma came up big when Saul dissed me and not, didn't bring me a beer. So <laughs> that's why she's the ultimate producer on hey PHNX. So. Poor Peaks beer, guys. It makes uh, dealing with Suns losses so much easier. It also makes having um, a great time after Suns wins a lot better as well. And right now, we've teamed up with our friends over at Four Peaks to host all of Mexico and U.S. Uh, World Cup matches. They're going to be a blast. So. Join us at Four Peaks for Mexico's first World Cup match Tuesday, November 22nd. Be there at 8 a.m. for a delicious breakfast buffet, drink specials, and an appearance from Rising Head Coach. Buy your tickets in the description of the show. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. We're going to have, like we said, giveaways, guest appearances, beer specials. There's going to be $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Wheat Pints. Mm. And it's coming up just around the corner. So plan to come hang out with us. Just a reminder to drink Four Peaks beer. You do have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right. We have a couple super chats. So Trevor said, this is therapy. Thanks for making me feel better. Thank You're you welcome, for being Trevor. here, Trevor. We appreciate <laughs> you. Uh -oh. Icon, do we Icon really want, doesn't listen. Do we really want to go there? <clears throat> Icon, do, I said we we're really putting a pin in this. Okay. I get that we're talking TV markets here. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Let's. He counts two teams in LA. 
the Clippers have been horseshit for years until recently. Oh. So I don't count them as a better franchise than Phoenix overall. Okay, so Icon said <laughs> I, New York, you LA, it, Philly, not. <laughs> Chicago, Dallas, San Francisco, Atlanta, Houston, DC, Boston, and then Phoenix. And New York and LA have two teams. That's 12 teams before us, basically. Yeah. And New York, a hot dumpster fire. Uh, the Knicks as a franchise. I still put the Suns as a better franchise than the Knicks. But it's not about, okay, right. I hold. Doggone it. Now you we'll talk about, about it tomorrow. Let's talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Come back and I'll teach can't. you why you were so wrong. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about why. different things. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're going to talk we're about definitely tomorrow. Talking okay. about different we'll talk things. about that tomorrow. Um, did you guys see that book block tonight? Yes. yes. That was pretty. That was something that, that was, was really fun from tonight's game. He that was staring mean. down the guy that he blocked his shot before the ball landed out of bounds. Like he was already turning well, to stare him down. He was talking too. It wasn't yeah. just a stare. <laughs> he was saying things as well. And I can't imagine that that guy felt very good about himself after. No. I will say though, even though Book was gassed at the end of this game, he did. You never question Devin's effort and energy, I feel like. And that is something that I wish everybody on this team could emulate mm -hmm. from book because he always brings it every single night and i think we're super lucky to have at least one guy on this team that is consistent in that way and hopefully he rubs off and continues to rub off on these younger guys and they grow into that same type of consistency from him he was awesome on both ends of the court mm -hmm. for sure you know it, it's it in a um somebody even said it. then he got the steal too mm -hmm. like right after that which mm -hmm. was i mean again he he's he's stepping up um on both ends of the court He's playing at a very high level. He he's he's an undeniable top tier um, player in this league, and and that's that's what you come to rely when you get to the point where Booker makes it look easy and just kind of ho hum. Um, that's when you know he's arrived, and that's 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 how I feel about him. And also like okay, yeah, the fourth quarter he didn't he didn't come up with the with the clutch shots, um, but. Again, I, I just feel like this is just another learning uh, moment in his life and his in his career, and he's going to learn from this situation, and he's going to move on, and the Suns are going to be better for it, all, all, as a whole team, too. So Yeah, and, and we were talking about this heading into the fourth. Like Devin Booker only had 15 points, and he had 10 of his 25 for the game in that fourth quarter. So like we talk about Mikhail and Aiton needing to step up. Book stepped up for them in that fourth tonight. He shook off a really bad shooting night in Orlando the other night, and he finished with 25, 8, 5, and 3 steals on 50% shooting and got the Suns half of their four free throw attempts. Like, he they did. got him their only two makes. Right. Wow. Like, he, he got, he did what he needed to, and he clearly got gassed. But you're right. Like, I think we've gotten to the point where we consistently expect that level of greatness from Book that if we were to go by who the Suns' actual best player was for a lot of our King of the Game award, it would be boring. It would be him most of the time. Yeah, I mean, he he just does it all. My only concern right now is we're back to pre-Monty, you know, book mm -hmm. where he has to do everything. He's getting worn down. But He's got no, no serious help from the guys that we thought were going to be the help here, like we talked about in McHale and DA, and that just concerns me. But I think this is different than that because – you have guys that are talented enough to be able to execute in the fourth quarter or at least play at a high level. In in the in the first, second, third quarter, when when Book was kind of running that point, he was first of all, his growth in terms of a playmaker 
has grown exponentially since yes. the, those point book days. Like he's a much better passer. He's a he he's aware of where guys are on the court far better than he was back then. Um, and the guys were coming through uh, for the most part in that second and third quarter. You get to the fourth quarter. Hey, listen. Assholes get a little tight when that score gets a little close in that fourth quarter and some dudes show up and some dudes disappear. And I think those guys that that disappeared over here, mm-hmm. those guys that disappeared, I think they'll learn from that and they'll grow from that. And I think Booker, this is another teaching moment, not only for Booker, um, but also for those guys to grow. Like, I don't really see this game as a negative. I thought the Orlando game was a tragedy mm-hmm. and I thought it was a huge negative. I can swallow this game because there are there are multiple points where you can learn from this game and grow as a team, and you'll be better the next time you you are in this position when it gets kind of crazy, when it gets kind of wild. Like this reminded me, honestly, of obviously it's not a finals game, but how I felt in some of those fourth quarters against the Bucks, where you know they got on a run and shit's kind of going haywire. You need somebody to step up. That that's what this reminded me of, and that puts them right back in that seat, and I'm okay with that. That's a growth opportunity. So I know it wasn't the outcome we wanted, and I know the refs kind of they, they screwed us big time. However, I think this is a great opportunity for them to learn and move on, and I think they will. I don't, I don't disagree with you that Book's different than when he was in this position before. I just worry you got to – somebody – they either need these guys to inter- internally grow to be consistent guys to run with him or get the guy that can be the guy to run with him. Because as the chat's been saying, Book always talk, you know, has talked about his, his love for Kobe. Unfortunately, he's Kobe in those years that the Suns used to beat the Lakers in the playoffs because he's, he doesn't have the guys right now at this particular point around him. I want to see Mikhail. I want to see D.A. become the guys that can But even him. Kobe, even Kobe, even Michael, even LeBron – like there was times where you had to learn from opportunities and they and and they will do that in this game. And this isn't even a playoff game. This isn't even like all the chips are on the line. Like this is a great opportunity to learn what your team's about when the pressure is is high. And I, I think I like I, I just I really do feel like they will overcome that and they'll be better for it. And the next time they're in this position, I guarantee you one of those two guys is gonna step up. One of them. Yeah, but Jordan needed Pippen. Kobe needed Shaq or Pow. Uh, you know, th- these guys need, need Book that needs his two. person. He However, person. Jordan also made Pippen. And Booker can make something out of Mikhail. Or Booker can make something out of DA. At least Mikhail. I don't know about DA. <laughs> Damn. Um, I mean, it's, that's not a slight. It's just no, I know. either you have that dog in you or you don't. Right now, he's a little puppy. Right. And I will say, like, last year, the Suns were they put up one of the best some of the best clutch numbers of all time in terms of Mm -hmm. record, in terms of point differential. I'm not sure if this data includes tonight yet, because sometimes it takes a little while to update. But so far in four crunch time games, the Suns are one in three, but they have a positive point differential of plus point zero eight. So it's one of those things where we are seeing them go through these trials of not having Chris Paul out there late in games, of putting other guys in different positions. And I know it's rough because they've lost three of their last four now, but th- ultimately this should be a good learning experience. Even those crunch time games last year, it, it, at no point in time did we ever feel like they were rattled. They, right. they never, it just, it seemed like it was just 
run of the mill. Like this is just what's going to happen. They easily executed down the stretch and they won these games fairly easily. They made it look easy. They did. We never really saw them in these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, Book had CP3, who, Mm -hmm. whether he had played well earlier in the game or not, was otherworldly in the final five minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see that second guy show up yet, but when we get halfway through the season, when we get two-thirds of the way through the season, we're getting close to playoffs, I need to know who that guy is on this road. Oh, yeah, for sure, and I think we'll get there. I think that's the biggest thing from last year to this year. That's the biggest change is that you can no longer rely on that. Mm-hmm. Like that camp, that was last year's bread and butter, right? Mm-hmm. Clutch time sons, crunch time sons, their bread and butter. That can't be your thing this year. And, and you have to put it away early and you have to be able to rely on guys not named Devin and Chris Paul in addition to them. Well, like, you can't just it. only be yeah. on those two. And, and to be clear, we don't even know. We haven't seen Chris Paul really in that moment either. We got to see a little bit of him in Portland, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't exactly play well that, uh, during that time either down the stretch. So, you know, we don't know what, what crunch time Chris Paul looks like yet. In this game, I would have been great to see him in this, to see, what, you know, what would have happened. But, you know, again, there's just so much stuff in the air. These are all learning opportunities. Uh, they're 8-5, and five, mm-hmm. and they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be okay. Uh, two things for the girthlings. Mm-hmm. First, Brian says DA equals Sam Bowie. No. Nope, that is still no. Marvin Bagley, and it will always be Marvin Bagley yeah. from that draft. And to everybody that said that I should be traded for <laughs> Tim Kempton. That's rude. Uh, I, saw, win I, that, I win that deal because I get to go sit next to Al McCoy, <laughs> and you guys lose that deal. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I say no. I'm just going to put that one out there. We're you good know, with our roster. No We're internally developing here on this set. <laughs> Growth. Growth. Every game. Um, I think that's about it I for the game. Lids, yeah. You did. I was, I was yeah. like, I don't know what to do now. I think that's about it. We pretty much covered everything from the game. But I did want to leave you guys with a little piece of advice. Mm. Uh, we all had Chop Chop for lunch today, and it was really delightful. Mm. So I'm just saying... Tomorrow, I got it all planned for you. Just order at originalchopshop.com. You can pick it up. I think you can have it delivered as well. That's your plan for tomorrow. Tuesday's lunch, original chop shop. It's super bomb. What'd you guys have? Do you remember? No. I had had like a steak bowl. I had the red chili shrimp. Okay. The steak bowl is my favorite. The steak bowl is my favorite too. I had the prosciutto chicken sandwich. Ooh. It's my go-to. It was spectacular. I think I had like the spicy Korean steak or something like that. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was very good. And they have really good cookies too. Mm -hmm. So I had an espresso cookie before this and I think that's to blame. Is that why? Whatever the hell this was. That's what happened. All right. Well, check them out. Uh, Thank you to Chop Shop for providing us lunch today. It was absolutely delightful. You guys should check them out in order. Um, at originalchopshop.com one more time also the holidays are just around the corner get ahead of the craze and like figuring all those things out last minute phnx locker is where you can get all of your holiday shopping done it's got we've got gift cards so in case you don't know size or which team whoever is on your list really wants a shirt from this year you can take care of all of that we've got really dope merch so check the link out Um, it is in the description of the show but again that's phnxlocker.com where you can find some really cool t-shirts, hats, all the things. Um, and you can also get a membership, which is amazing. And you get a free t-shirt for that. So you can balance it out and see which one 
uh, floats your boat and get all your holiday shopping done in one easy place. But and membership news coming out this week. Yeah. You're going to love it. I promise. Big time changes. Yeah. And the Black Friday sale next week is huge yeah. too. It's a, usually our, our one, one of our more popular um, uh, things that we do with our merch. And also don't procrastinate. Like I'm inevitably going to do with presents this year. Like I always do just get it done early. Set your alarm. Do all the shopping on Black Friday. Wait a minute. Didn't you Take ask me today if we could delay our secret Santa because you wouldn't <laughs> have enough time? Exactly. I need Keep more time. Keep procrastinate is what she's I need more time. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Hit that like button on your way out because it helps us out a lot. Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to this wherever you get your podcast. And leave us a five-star review because that also oh. helps us out. Also, real quick, just a little reminder for those of you in the chat. Don't be a dick. Be cool. <laughs> We're all here to have fun. Yeah. We all love the suns like you do. You don't need to come in here and be a, you know, kind of an a-hole. Like, just be a, just chill. It's not that serious. It's Isn't just that, a game. They're eight and five and they're one game out of I, first. I can take it if you want to be an ass in the chat. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> just putting that out there. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. The Phoenix Suns are a top eight team in market in the NBA. <laughs> Suck it, Lindsay. Suck it, Gerald. Suck it, Icon. Ahoy, hoy. BHNX, though. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job.